We believe in delivering the promise of scouting to all eligible youth. Therefore, we celebrate our diversity and our common scouting heritage, the discovery of new knowledge and the sharing of our skills and talents. Chris Cooper, Wood Badge Course Director, N6-82-20-1. My name is Thandor, and I enjoy walking in the woods. I'm Fezzik, and I love wandering the world. And then if we find orcs, great, we'll get to yeah. Well, I am Corin, a gnome with anger issues who spontaneously bursts into other animal forms uh, when things annoy him. I play Stanton Hopperfield, who at this point is the Lifefoot Halfling Ranger. Hi, I'm Cherok. I try to avoid the heads of our village. My, my name is Tidius. Standing before you is a uh, seven-foot-tall centaur with a mane and a very strong upper body. It's time to go back to Wesloth with Leaders and Legacies. Joining us this week are Sanjay, yes, Sanjay, Chris, Rachel, George, Seth, and DM Dave himself, Dave Rockwell. Welcome back. Uh, last time uh, we were with with each other, you were all knocked unconscious by a shockwave. In order to figure out who wakes up in what order, we did do a little bit of uh, you know, some rolling. So, Seth, that actually puts you up first as the first to be you know, to regain consciousness after the shockwave, um, you know, hit you. Um, you wake up. You are underneath the gateway of the gods. I believe you had uh, been trying to get across to where Talgon and his uh, ritual were. Then you got pulled back, so you kind of zigzagged across the the, <laughs> the space. Um, where are you? What do you know, you wake up? And um, I guess uh, what are you focused on figuring out as you gain consciousness? Well, to start with, where am I? Like I am. Probably extending senses again, or for the first time today, and trying to listen into the vibrations around me to see if, if or anything or what is moving near me. And then I would probably say I'm trying to home in on Fezzik and Thandor and figure out where they are. Okay, yeah, you wake to the sounds of moaning all around you. You know, that kind of, uh, I've been damaged and knocked unconscious. Very few things withstood the blast that knocked you out. So you, there's that. You do feel vibrations of people moving tentatively, some less tentatively than others. But around you is just this cacophony of uh, people in various states of pain. Of course, the dead are silent, so you would not hear them. But you do feel movement around you in every direction. Although based on how much movement you actually do feel now, it is a lot less than before, so probably even the uh, mages that were casting uh, illusions have been taken out, and you you you're not even hearing the sounds of uh, yeah, that were created by that. All right. So does this knockout count as a short breath, or no? No, it does not. Okay, I'm just checking. <laughs> Very good effort, though. A for effort. Yeah, give you a little inspiration for trying. All right, then Corin will start yelling at the top of his lungs for Fezzik. Fezzik, you actually are next, so <laughs> yeah, you probably hear um, Corrin's voice calling from far away. 
um, probably through a little bit of a tinny din, you know, much like uh, you know, if you had uh, yeah, heard a real bomb go off. So it's you got that tinnitus ring in your ear. I guess, uh, how would you like to come awake? Uh, I guess for you particularly, one of the things that's weird is there is um, debris or rubble on top of you um, that, you know, that it seems like you can push off. You hear your name being called. Probably actually roll perception to see if you're aware enough um, after taking this blast to um, know that it's Corrin that's calling you. 15. 15? Okay. Yeah, yeah. You're you're zeroed in. And in fact, uh, he does not sound too far off from you. So what would you like to do now that you're slowly regaining consciousness? Just kind of like opening my eyes and like, I'm like, Corin? Corin? And then realize I have stuff on top of me and try to, you know, just start pushing things off and try to roll over and like look around. Yeah, Corin, you're feeling all of this. Uh, yeah, do you want to you know, make your way over and help? Yes, but uh, as we had talked about before, was it a wisdom check to see if uh, Corin passes his panic? Yes, yeah, yeah, way, yeah, we haven't done that one in a while, so yes, but it is a wisdom check. Yeah, I, I, yeah I'm just thinking that that's probably, if I'm playing fair, uh, so... All right, he cleared it. It's 15. Okay. Um, So if he is not that panicked, then uh, he is going to burn his poly, uh, burn another polymorph. Um, And I think he is going to take a, well, he doesn't know uh, he's buried. So um, I think he's going to go into bear form, the most familiar form. And he is going to hunt down Fethic in the debris. Um, roll me a quick perception roll at advantage, of course, um, yeah, to see if you can catch the scent. You already have a general idea of the direction. Uh, well, that was a 24 without. Advantage, okay, yeah, yeah, but yeah, you can take that unless you yeah, want a natural 20 and then you can spot a, spot him right away. <laughs> the other one was a two. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you, you make your way over. Um, you can see that he needs a little bit of help. So um, how, how are you gonna provide help? With the rock. Um, I am going to do my best to. Um, yeah, I'm in polymorph, which means I don't have. Okay, so I'm going to do my best to try and pry the rock off of him. Yeah, if you give me a strength check, you might even be able to lift it off without uh, having to keep any pressure on on him. That was a. Seven plus. Hold on, I think the bear is plus five instead. Uh, so an eleven. An eleven. Okay, so you struggle with the rock for a bit, and eventually edge up enough, Fezzik. You could probably slide out, um, but he's not going to be able to pick it up and throw it. I guess he's a little agitated. <laughs> Still a little panicked and frenzied, just trying to get Fezzik out of the debris. All right, so Fezzik will kind of just pull himself out. Uh, so Corin will release the polymorph uh, now that he knows exactly where Fezzik is and we'll go ahead and do cure wounds on Fezzik while asking where Thandor is and Stanton. How much damage did I, how much damage would I have taken? 
Yeah, only a few extra from from this. This was yeah more um, wasn't direct damage. It was like glancing blows, and yeah, the rubble probably yeah more trapped you than did damage to you. So yeah, only a couple points. You got back fourteen. Okay. Corin would have cast it at his highest level anyway. Well, third highest. Yep. So Fezzik, what you see as you look around, uh, yeah, there. The battlefield is very empty compared to what it was you know, the last time you saw um, saw it. Um, yeah, the moon. I think it's actually still the middle of the night. Actually, at this point, because you guys did go out at night. Um, so yeah, there's a big moon over it, and you can kind of see the the lay of the land. And it, you would have pictured probably there to be five times more uh, people than are here now. Well, we knew, right? If I recall correctly, we knew that quite a number of them were fake yeah and um you know a lot of what you see is kind of down you know where the halfling encampment was there's there are a lot of halflings um down there trying to pick up the pieces down there a lot of the other creatures that have regained consciousness are trying to get away from the gateway of the gods um as their army has kind of fallen apart on them and uh, they, they, you know, every, every you know every group seems to be tending to itself, if not uh, fending for just themselves. So nobody's there's no immediate threats in the area. Can I see any of my other companions? Um, rolling a one d one hundred. That's not a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> Fifty nine. Fifty nine. Okay, yeah. So yeah, the, you see a kobold kind of crawling across the rocks, talking as if he's searching for somebody. And uh, you, you hear, you know, Jarek, my friend, where are you? Jarek! And it sounds like Nandu searching for Jarek in the rubble. Okay. And at that point, Jarek, you feel, you know, you've been laying there quietly, kind of just listening to the sounds of the night, and, ooh, there you are! And somebody crawls, you know, almost onto your chest. Are you okay? It is I, Nandu. I have come to rescue you. So, Dave, while this is happening and Fezzik is looking around, I am going to go ahead and cast Summon Draconic Spirit. Uh, so I essentially have a seeing eye dragon. Gotcha. Essentially, uh, I, I, I look at Nandu. Thank you. Thank you for rescuing me. <laughs> it's one of those. Th- Even as you start to talk to them, though, he's like leaning over you. <laughs> like, you must, yeah, I must check you for, for, for wounds. And at that point, he begins to do um, a standard first aid, kind of like he's going along each of your limbs to see if anything's broken. Um, yeah, actually, roll me a percentile dice to see if anything is broken as, as he... Uh, what, I'm sorry, what did Percentile, 1d100. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's like, this appears to be okay. Um, then moving up, yeah, he's checking your skull for, you know, fractures. 58. 58, wow. <laughs> it's almost the exact same number we got before. Um, so with a 58, uh, you are okay. Uh, surprisingly, although bruised, yeah, very, yeah, you must hurt a lot, and you do hurt a lot. <laughs> um, what happened out here? We we heard an explosion. Uh, I guess since I missed the first few minutes, uh, do I know what's going on? You would remember that basically what happened is the whole battle culminated in Talgon was trying to make his way and escape. And in a last ditch effort, after he had shucked off Anton like an annoying fly, batted him to the ground, Stanton had managed to sink one of his lightning arrows mm-hmm. into into him, 
And while we're not sure if it killed him or not, one thing that did happen was that a shockwave emitted from, from Talgon and it knocked everybody in the valley unconscious. So, it's, uh, as far as I know, this is right after the battle and this is all rubble. Yeah, it's pro- probably an hour or two has at least gone by. And I'm guessing we didn't really get any rest or anything, so we're still in the same condition we were after the battle. Yeah, I already tried that one. Yeah, you're, you're, you're in a rough state. Yes. And Seth gets an extra extra inspiration point for that. Well, I was trying to bring back the theme, I duck. Uh, as, as I guess as I get up, I look around to see if there's I can see any of the party or anybody else and see what's going on. Just You do see Fezzik and Corin off to the side. They seem to be searching around. Um, and eventually one of you all lays eyes on Stanton. Um, he's actually not too far away from uh, where um, Fezzik was. Um, his bow, you know, it, it, it looks like it, it took damage. He also was hit by some rockfall. Um, if you look up, the Gateway of the Gods is still intact primarily, but large chunks of it have fallen off in different spots um, because of the you know, just the devastating nature of the blast of power. Uh, so, uh, anybody want to uh, go check on Stanton? Uh, I'll go. I'll walk over and see see how Stanton's doing. Yeah. So right now he is unconscious. Uh, do you want to try to get him un or, or back into consciousness? Yes. Uh, so what are you gonna do? Yeah, and <laughs> he apparently wants to be slapped across the face. <laughs> so is he unconscious and like? Petering on the edge, or is he just looks like he got hit upside the head and is unconscious? Much like everybody else in this field, he looks like he's unconscious. He's still breathing. He may be bleeding from wounds, but none seem overly severe. Although, you know, some seem serious, but, you know, he's not laying in a puddle of his own blood. Okay. So okay. To get really super gory. So then the dragon and I will go with uh, Terok. Uh, while Fezzik is kind of orbiting around us to look for uh, Sandor. Uh, um, and I will go uh, ahead and uh, cast Cure Wounds on Stanton as well. Okay. Yeah. How much are you going to give Stanton? Uh, uh, I got a level three. I can pass his way. You're going to get a whopping 10 hit points back there. Ooh, he's mighty powerful. I'm rolling high tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Um, bakey one, are, are you okay? Nope. Yeah, and you hear Nandu's voice, uh, you know, calling to you, bakey one. Bakey one? Yeah, yeah. George is the bakey one. He oh, bakey, bakey. <laughs> he appears to be, you know, drowning in his own blood. I will apply CPR. <laughs> you see, Nandu push him over and. So you know, you know what? As he says this, Corin just kind of pulls his hand back, going, "Okay, maybe this one is a little beyond me," uh, and like directs <laughs> the dragon to go take him over to Fezzik, and just kind of like I was gonna say, it's just kind of like hanging onto Fezzik's shoulder, going, "Where is he? Where, where is Thandor?" Yeah. So Stanton, you know, you feel a blast of water come into your mouth. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is a Nan, Nandu given first aid. He's trying to clear your throat for you. So. Um, yeah, he's like, Bakey one, please tell me you were all right. 
we must have a celebration here for the winning of the battle. Uh, oh, one eye, one eye slowly opens up, and I see these blurry images of what appear to be cobalt heads over me, and water being poured on me like I'm being waterboarded. I'm coughing up the water, uh, and I wave my wave my hands. I don't quite feel like waving my hands, but I, that, that's what I'm doing. And I, 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 oh, I'm okay. I'm okay, and and yeah. Nandu turns to you, Cherik, and and says, uh, "Is he doing some sort of post-battle jazz hands?" <laughs> I think he wants you. He wants you to stop with the water. <laughs> oh, and yeah. At that point, that Nandu stops blasting you with the water from from his bottle. Um. <laughs> <coughs> Thank, thank, thank you. And I, I, I sit up, and it's like you know, <laughs> a unique situation where the, the Kobolds and I are actually now eye to eye level for once. Uh, did it work? They are. Did it work? To be gone. Um, we are picking up the pieces. The the other eye slowly starts to open. Trying to bring my eyes into focus and see where I am, and I could now make out the shape of you know Nandu and Carrick in front of me, and trying to get the sense around me. I see Fezzik, I see Corin as blurry shapes moving around me. Uh, I'm starting to pat myself down. Nothing appears to be broken. I just took a good wump. Like we all seem to have done. Uh, and as my eyes slowly start to focus, I start trying to look to see where I am in relation to the gate, where I am in relation to Anton, and where I am in relation to the party, and then where am I in relation to Trenton. To answer your first question first, Anton is on the far side. Can't see him because he fell kind of out of the air down in some trees and shrubs on the far side. The gateway, of course, you're right under it, but you're you know, further back towards the cobalt side of, uh, of of everything. And your brother, when you look towards his camp in the moonlight, you can see that they're beginning to try to organize and you see them, you know, moving throughout some of the, the, the leftover bad guys trying to uh, police the area, you know, run them off if they can, um, killing some if they have to, but they seem to be trying to restore order. I'm finally, you know, as much as I could wake up and I kind of look and go, did it work? And I'm trying to look up to see what I can see in terms of <laughs> is the gate closed? Did everything, you know, and uh, yeah. well, thankfully, the gate never opened, or at least not uh, enough that uh, Talgon did not succeed. And uh, so, yeah, in that, you all seem to be quietly, the, the, the night is slowly becoming you know, peaceful again uh, as you all, you know, try to just kind of, you know re-emerge into consciousness and into the chaos of what was you know, the aftermath of battle. Are people moving towards us or away from us? Most people, with the exception of the halflings and the kobold, you can see kind of off in the distance, a giant seems to be you know, chasing things with rocks, um, you know, trying to, to kind of run um, roughshod over some of the retreating enemy armies. Um, and that... Uh, you know, there do seem to be some, you know, giants that uh, no longer are controlled by the armies that controlled them, and um, they're they're just kind of trying to, 
get a handle on their situation. Slowly start to get more conscious. I start to pat around on the ground to figure out what's around me, and I feel my bow, and I try to use it as more like a crutch. Try and start slowly standing up, and it's about. Yeah, I, I'd say there's enough of a piece you could kind of use it as a as a you know in a cane. It got hit pretty hard by some fallen rock, so the, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna need a new bow. <laughs> it's okay. All right. Else is awake. Um, so it's everybody but Thandor. Nobody seems to be able to spot Thandor. Thandor, um, you actually, you know, have, uh, seem to have been blown pretty far away from where you, you know, last were. I think you were trying to make your way towards uh, Talgon and Anton. Um, you know, you, you guess ro roll me a percentile die just to see uh, um, you know, how rough the conditions are for where you are. Twelve. So twelve. Um, yeah, it's interesting. You seem to have been thrown almost completely clear of the entire battle. You're just laying on on you know in a nice big chunk of uh, tall grass at the edge of uh, of the field, um, and you were pushed um, yeah back towards the cobalt side. So you were thrown for quite a bit, but you landed you know in a very lucky spot. One of the things that as you start to gain consciousness. Your and your eyes try to focus, you know, on the night. You seem to see what looks like kind of an undulating mat of gray and black, um, but that there seems to be something, you know, small and tiny uh, on it, um, and it's moving its way down, you know, out of the trees, out of the hills, um, from the far side, and coming back down towards the the gateway of the gods. If you want, roll me a perception check. Eighteen. Now, so this undulating mass, it, eventually your eyes sharpen enough um, in the dark that it, this, it, it seems to be kind of a mat of uh, you know, giant squirrels um, that they seem to be carrying a very small body delicately. And so they're you know, almost like a, like a wave on an ocean floating it down the hill um, back to, towards where help is. And you know you're 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 pretty free to move um, because you didn't you know you you took a lot less damage from the blast than than everyone else because you were the furthest away. Um, he'll stand up. He'll check his body over. Make sure his pants are on. <laughs> yes. No, no prestidigitated pants this time. <laughs> okay. Um, he'll he'll start following the mass. He'll go at full speed. He'll go at a full run towards it. Okay. He, yep. he thinks he knows what this is. Yep. But so, he, he wants to make sure. Yeah, everybody who's been looking towards Thandor, you all lock on eyes on him as you see him start to move across your field of vision. Um, thankfully, he does seem to be okay, but you know, you're not seeing what you know, what's drawing him you know, the other way, um, I guess, until he's going to cross that midway point and you then may follow him. Um, so at this point, you wouldn't know to, you know, uh, to, to, you know, that, he's seeing anything it's just you know he seems to be very concentrated on making uh distance towards the other side of the, the gateway so physic turns to corin i see thandor he's up there let's go this way and i take him by the arm and start heading in thandor's direction thank you for remembering that corin can't see thandor running <laughs> gotcha <laughs> yeah yeah. So yeah, you guys are gonna have to step around some stones and uh, um, other debris 
Are you going to let uh, Stanton know that you've at least spotted Thandar? Yeah, I kind of assume when you said that we were all looking that way. But yes, I can absolutely holler out, Stanton, Thandor is up there. Kind of point in that direction. Yeah. Stanton, as you turn towards looking at you know at you know at Thandor, um, give me give me a perception roll. Thirteen. Yeah, with a thirteen, you almost feel it before you see it. Um, you know, your eyes kind of track along where Thandor is heading. You know, drawing kind of a line, and you see you know this small body being car- kind of carried by this wave of gray gray and black. Um, and at first, it doesn't make sense to you what that is, but uh, eventually, you know, it, it's you know it does coalesce at least into some of the co- closer ones. To to uh, yeah, those yeah, that's a giant squirrel, uh, flying squirrel that is uh, yeah, they're 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 carrying him on, on you know on, on on their backs to get him help. How far away is the? Um, it's you know probably about two hundred feet at this point from at least from Thandor, who's running at a full speed. Um, probably about, you know, 320, 400 feet away from you all, depending on where you are. All right, so I need a gameplay uh, decision, uh, Dave. So it says my spirit dragon is corporeal, uh, but it also says it's a spirit uh-huh. dragon. Being corporeal, is this something that we could hop on and ride? Um, yep, yeah, I don't see why not. Okay, then I'm going to pull myself up on its back. It is a large creature, so I will reach down and pull up Fezzik. That way we're not tripping over debris and rock. And it has a fly speed of uh, 60. Okay. I, I assume if Stanton is within reach, I will also like reach a hand out to him, too. And will Stanton take it? Yeah. All right, then I'll let the dragon fly us over to Thandor, or whatever Thandor it's... So, Turk, at this point, Nandu turns to you. Pretty cool, eh? <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, you're the one person I didn't hear. Heal, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you're actually the one that's really injured. <laughs> I see how we're playing this. Uh-huh. I am sorry. Corin is not We've thinking. all been concussed. It's, it's all right. Uh, I have a question for you, um, Dave. Uh, I'd gotten a fly potion. If, uh, if I use that, can I follow them? Yes, absolutely. That would be cool. All right. <laughs> I'll give you an inspiration point for remembering you have a boat on the fly. That's awesome. <laughs> Which just means you get to re-roll a bad yeah, d20. Um, so, yeah, Thandor, you begin to feel this uh, small yeah, patrol of people hovering and flying behind you, and some of them will probably overtake you as this uh, black and gray wave you know, carrying Anton gets closer to you. Um, do you want to call out to them and say anything? Dave, this is also the same, um, this is the same dragon species that we're flying on as Valinox. It's like a a smaller version of Valinox. Okay, yeah, like a young. <laughs> so, um, Thandor doesn't know who's behind him. So he's going to transwarp drive. He's going to run and he's going to misty step 30 feet, keep running, and then misty step another 30 feet. He's going to cast it twice in a row. You guys see Thandor kind of uh, skip, you know, cosmically across the, across the ground. Thandor, you get, yeah, they, they all get there just like a half second be- behind you as you know, this blanket of uh, quarrels divides like a river in front of you and gently sets Anton's body 
at your feet. How I will look at him. What does, is he hurt? Is he okay? He does not seem to be breathing. He does not seem to be alive. Um, first thing I will do is I'll lay my hands on him. I'll look at, I'll look at his father. Um, and I'll, I'll just do a cantrip of spare the dying. Describe how that it takes effect uh, through your, your use of magic. So, so he places his hands on him, looks towards the sky, and just says, George, give us strength to save this one. Okay, yeah, and you feel that energy set in. Um, Stanton, Thandor, you know, it, it tentatively, I guess, is, you know, making a gesture to kind of figure out how you would like to proceed. Um, Thandor, I'll let you in. Uh, I'm going to step out and let you in, in uh, Stanton uh, proceed together. Lord, I, Lord, I think he's okay. I can continue to apply healing to him. I'm. Uh, we're both completely in your hands. I, I, I trust you completely. Lord, I've never asked for this power before, but I pray to you to let me heal this young one. And Thandor cast prayer of healing. Okay. Yeah, you feel as if you know, something magical is resisting that. That it's going to take something more, as if you know he may have already started to depart his body. I will actually. Do I? Can I do that? Yes, I have one last fourth level spell. So I'll actually cast a. Yeah, but Jord is doing everything he can with that, and it's just it's not enough. I will cast a. What do I want to do? I'll do a dispel magic first on him, and then I will cast a. One second, everyone. I'm sorry. I will try to do preserve life, which will allow me to restore 50 hit points to him as a um, action or as a channel divinity. Okay, so yeah, the first thing with the the you know dispel magic, you do feel almost you know like somebody who's been holding their breath too long. Yeah, you know, that where that tension releases out, you feel the magic kind of drain away from you, um, you know, and out of his body um, that was holding it. Um, roll me a percentile dice on the, uh, the, the second spell. I rolled a one. <laughs> Legit one, guys. I never rolled. I think I, that's actually the twice. This is twice in this game I rolled a one. I was going to say I never did it, but I think it was this game I rolled a one. Yeah. So, yeah, in this case, a one's a good thing. Starts to cough and sputter. The points are there, but he doesn't regain consciousness, almost as if his, you know, his body has been so exhausted by all this. He falls into kind of what would be a deep sleep. It's not you know, not a coma. You, you you do feel he's at fully sleeping at peace as well, so that you know he will eventually heal from, from all of this. Um, but it may be a day or two before he awakes, just that's how much of this is taken out of him. While all this is happening, Fezzik is explaining to Corrin what is going on. Because he's probably just sitting on that dragon like, do-do-do. The healing elixir that Fezzik had made up. You know, the super powerful stuff she was doing, would that help him at this point? Or is he stable enough that... So, Thandor, roll, roll a, uh, roll a uh, um, religion check for me. He's just exhausted. He, yeah, well, I guess is he, if healing's a thing, you can roll that as well. Yeah, a seven. Okay, so yeah, with a seven, yeah. You, you just feel it's George's will at this point with the seven. You don't, you know, have much more of an explanation than that, that, you know, he's just going to need to rest. And that's what I say. I say, he needs to sleep, Stanton. Okay. He needs rest. Here then. There's no rest for the wicked or anybody else here. 
Yeah, and as Nandu, you know, Nandu actually, you know, is coming in handy now. He's waved over some people with stretchers, um, and they're taking away some of the people that, you know, were hurt in this particular section. Oh, George, everybody that was, the entire party that was around me actually gets um, some hit points for the prayer of healing, too. So, all three. Congratulations. <laughs> actually, you guys get more than that. Hold on. Hold on. I'm sorry. Don't ignore that, because I forgot. You guys get a lot more than that. Yeah, so everybody gets 21. And so, thank you. Yeah, so Thandor, one of the things that you feel in the back of your head, you can't explain why you're thinking this, but you can't deny that the thought is coming from somewhere outside of you. And um, you get, without hearing the words, the sense that faith is rewarded is the uh, you know the sense you get from the, this external message that's being sent? Faith is rewarded. I I will. He's exhausted right now, so he's going to tell everyone this is what what I'm thinking. I, I got a message in my mind, and it, it tells me faith is rewarded. I think we all should pray. We should offer pray for George's guidance, even you, Fezzik. Do I have to pray to George? Yeah, reverence, I think, would suffice. <laughs> Whatever reverence means to Fezzik. The will of Jord and coming on this journey together, we were able to vanquish a foe. Um, we are truly stronger together than we are than we are apart. And this was all thanks to Jord and her guidance. And uh, and her and her faithful servants will always remember this day. I say we pray for all those that were wounded, even to our enemies that are on the battlefield. We should also give them aid. Um, what we saw was just abomination and it is not what is George's will. And he'll go on about taking care of everyone, helping out the other people, trying to save everyone. Thank everyone for being here. Thank the kobolds, thank the giants. He's looking around for a centaur friend. The centaur seems to be missing. You know, you, you know somewhere off he is either helping or preparing to help someone with you know, first aid you know, first aid related needs. Great speech, Thandor, great speech. It was from the heart. Jorv recognizes the sacrifice you made. They nod in a you're welcome styled gesture. And at that point, yeah, seeing that he is safe, knowing that uh, you all assumed responsibility for him as well, they, they you know, disappear back into the woods. And anybody that lingers on them slowly begins to see them start to shrink um, a little bit as they head back. So, yeah, they, they you know, he had done something magical to them uh, yeah, that uh, is only now dissipating. Stanton, at this point, you're probably the first one to recognize it because it's a sound you're familiar with uh, from your days living you know, in, inside the, the Halfling Kingdom. Um, you hear ponies approaching, and when you look off to the side, you do see that they have you know, kind of a, a peace banner uh, flying, as well as your brother's standard you know, as they approach. Do you want, how do you want to deal with the approaching an honor guard, like a person with a flag and two others? Uh Corin is on high alert at this point in time and thinks that everybody's focus is on Anton. So he, he's going to have the dragon wing around and get ready to do a breath weapon on the approaching ponies. 
All right, give me a percentile roll to see if you're startled enough to... Uh... I'm, I'm not saying he's going to launch it yet, but he's just... Yeah, yeah. The dragon is prepping. Uh, but... Uh, da, 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 da. 54? <laughs> 54, okay. They're, they're, thankfully, they're safe. <laughs> yeah, you're surprised, but not overtly surprised. Well, not knowing what to expect, I'm still going to prep the dragon anyway. Ready to turn, and I'm getting ready to try and draw the bow to get ready in case something happens. Realize, of course, I'm effectively drawing the bowstring on what is effectively a broken bow. I kind of look at it, put it down, and I reach out for the two hand axes just to be ready. Yeah, once again, you see they, they, they're flying a banner, which you know, at least from where you're from, uh, means that they, they they come to parlay in peace. Reminder, I can't see the banner. <laughs> I, I'm talking to the person that would know this from his customs and lifestyle. Oh, that Where things got last left off is that necessarily set to trust what the outcome is going to be. So uh, it looks like they're coming to talk to us, but be prepared anyway. So as they approach, you see them 40 feet away. They pull their ponies to a stop and dismount to walk the rest of the way. Um, when the three of them get close enough, uh, they all three take a knee and say, Lord Haberfeld, what are your orders for us? Um, we bring news of your brother. I, you almost, you almost perceptibly see him shift and straighten up a little, almost as if I gained another inch or two. And I look and say, what news? It is unfortunate that uh, we have to tell you that your brother Trenton died defending the kingdom. He helped us throw off our um, shackles, you know, both magical as well as physical. And uh, we joined the battle on the side of your group. And unfortunately he perished as part of that battle. Um, he fought alongside your your friend Tidius, and uh, you know that you know they say that Tidius is uh, providing you know health and healing you know to to people back at the camp. His Majesty had told us that should anything happen to him during the battle, that we were to seek you out and name you rightful king. Looking at me, you see, for some moments, my skin turns pale. You know, my color was restored, and again, I, it looked like I'm standing straighter than usual. I said, very well. Uh, recover his body. We will have to bring him back if we can, and give him, give him a burial. Uh, I have, I have business here with this party. I will come join you at the camp shortly. Thank you. Corin turns around to Fezzik on the dragon. He goes, "Does this mean we are actually royal guards now?" Oh, that's a good point. It might be. Do we get the tabard finally? Maybe we get special weapons. It's probably too soon to ask him, isn't it? Maybe. I do want a special title, though. Very briefly, said, I heard that. Heard what? It was it was his idea. Thandor will walk up to Stanton and give him a hug and say, he did his duty, and he, this is George Will, my king. Thank you. Corrin will slide off the dragon's back and kneel at Stanton's feet, going, my lord. That is just a little annoyed and slightly touched at the same time for what my friends are doing. Isaac follows suit. We have other things we have to focus on first. Let's, can we, let, let's, let's make sure the gate is sealed and that everything is wrapped up first, please. Sherrick, what are you doing during all this? 
Uh, well, I'm watching what's going on, and then I realize I sort of remember that uh, I'm trying to figure out where all my scouts are as well. Do I have any idea where where they might be? Yeah, Cleef, you know, um, has come up and checked in with you. He's still looking for a couple of the others, but he said that all of them are gathering back by the uh, the entrance to the cave um, to pro- you know, to provide aid in getting in off the battlefield. Um, and back down to where they can receive aid so that they're not laying in the open. Um, but he, see, he, you know, um, he does seem to to be very concerned for Lesto's whereabouts. Um, that he kind of got separated from him in the chaos of the battle. Um, so if you, if you, if you'd like, roll me a uh, perception um, to see if you have any special insights to where you know he might be. Uh, no one. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, so yeah, I, I guess you, you just out of frustration for not knowing, uh, I guess yeah, well, Cleef's awaiting orders. What would you like like him to do? Okay, well, I'm going to ask him to keep looking, and then I, I turn back around and I hear what went on. I offer my condolences as well. So before they take off uh, Stanton, um, the leader of the group, he introduces himself, you know, now going to be your personal attache. Um, his name is Kibon. And uh, yeah, he says, uh, you know, your brother had jotted a note for you. And he hands you a sealed note. Actually, Pandora will walk up to him and he goes, well, I'll walk up to Stan. Before you read that, much has happened to you and much will happen to you. But I'd like to offer you some guidance from Jord before you go forth and make the next decisions. Briefly bow my head to accept the blessing. He's going to get guidance cast on him. So you have guidance for it. The guidance is I slowly start to crack open the seal and open the note. My dearest brother, um, if you are reading this, then I have fallen in this battle. Um, I wish it to be known that you know I never wanted any of the grief and uh, strife that came between us during our lives. I know much of it was upon, you know, my actions and my deeds um, and my not understanding the choices that you had made. I know that, uh, you know, I have left a huge mantle uh, that uh, you are more than capable of taking on and that you will do a much better job as king than I. I cannot promise what lies back at home is secure and safe. I know when we left, it was not. I would ask that you would check and uh, free my family if necessary as quickly as possible. I do not know who else to trust. Hebon has been my loyal scribe and side for many years, and you have met Hebon before. He will aid you in whatever you you need. Lean heavy upon him, and he will always be there to support you. I am sorry that I am not here to help you in in the aftermath of of this situation that was created out of the indifference of my my leadership style. I can only say that uh, I am truly sorry and that uh, I know know, that uh, you will help restore things to what they were. And your dearest brother, Trenton. I, uh, I, I... I coil the note. I coil the note back up. And I tuck at my belt, and I turn to Yvonne and said, uh, "Please again, go arrange for my body, my brother's body, to be recovered. I will, I will attend. I will be there shortly. Let me make sure this is resolved." Uh, I turn. I look at Fezzik and I look at Corin, and I said, "I guess I need a royal guard after all." That's us. That's us, Corin. That's us. And. Again, we focus on the task at hand, which is we're by the gate. We see that the gate 
never opened, we see what looks like appear to be that most of the people that either were enchanted or enthralled by what's going on here are gone or running away. What exactly are we seeing in terms of what do I need to act on next? Yeah, a lot of the uh, undead things seem to have either wandered off um, into the night away or been cut down or trying to to leave. You know, the kobolds and halflings are doing a, you know, a good amount of... Uh, um, the free giants as well um, seem to be trying to help clean this up, you know, uh, partly out of anger for what was done to them, but also, you know, out of the need to clear the lands of creatures of, of evil. At this point, you do spot Phil you know, helping to chase some of these things off. In fact, you know, some of the uh, the ice giant zombies are, are, are what he and his brother are you know, heavily engaged in taking down. And and right now is still with us, with the stretchers. The kobolds took him back to the mouth of the cave to let him rest, um, kind of under protections. He's you know probably about 100, 150 feet away, but yeah, you know, he's nearby resting. I think for the moment then he's in better hands than mine. Yeah, well, yeah, there there are kobold healers attending to him. So let's go. Let's go return to. Let's go return to halfling camp and see what we have to clean up and what else we have to resolve. Should we see if the portal needs to be sealed? Yeah, anybody who would like to can make an Arcana check and then also roll me a percentile die along with it. Uh, 17 on Arcana. Oh, uh, 81 on the D100. I, I got a 23 with a natural 20 on Okay, and, and with your with your uh, 23, what'd you get, Fezzik? Corrin got an 11 on Arcana and a 9, so he's convinced the gate should be destroyed. 70. 70, okay. Um, thank you. Fifteen or 14. Okay, well, yeah. So yeah, you're the one that senses this, that yeah, the gate, even if it were to be destroyed um, from the physical sense, um, yeah, this is a, a, a point between worlds that will always be there no matter what happens to the physical bit of the location. Um, Jord has sealed it properly for now, um, but that you know this location must be watched going forward so that all may be safe, um, but that travel to other lands, many other planes and different worlds is possible from this point, whether or not the gate is here. But you sense that Jord would want the, the physical gate preserved as well. Your Highness, this gate must be preserved. It must not be destroyed, but it also must be protected by you. This is George Will. And, you know, Fezzik, with your natural 20, I mean, that clicks to you as well from, from a nature standpoint, you know, without the spirituality um, connected in there. And uh, Stanton, you know, similar with your roles as well. From what I'm trying to remember what we've seen so far. We know there is a gate and we know where it sits in terms of valley and so forth. But are there structures in place for us to, for lack of a better explanation, create a fort or man a fort or station troops there to watch the gate? Or is that something we're going to have to create? 
You do know that the cobalts have hidey holes all along the rocks as they initially go into the pathway that, you know, cuts through the mountains. Um, so at least from that side, there is protection. But if you wanted to, uh, you might want to see if the kobolds are open to creating kind of a fort that is commanded or defended by kobolds and halflings together. I was going to say, this sounds like a, a range for, um, like, Castle Haberfeld. If we're going to take ownership of this, then... Yeah, and I think from early on, all of you would remember that these lands that you've been traveling through, no kingdom has true claim to them, uh, but, the, the, you know, the defense of them, you know, now that the halflings have kind of spread their wings, as well as what the, the kobolds have done, would have probably the greatest claim, you know, to co-managing this space together. Is Cherica is Cher- is Cher- high enough in the hierarchy where effectively he and I can negotiate on behalf of our peoples to basically set this up? Cherica, that's a, a question for you because you have been gaining stature. You, know, you are known to be the defender of the temple when Talgon was there. So you stood toe-to-toe against Talgon. So you would have a good amount of cachet. Exactly. I don't know if I have the complete authority to, but I know I've uh, I can convince them to go along with what we're talking about. What a great way to avoid them if you have to focus on the project at hand. Yeah, and you also have the favor of Valinox. Valinox, you know, knows you and knows you well by this point. Um, so, and in fact, you know, he's trusted you to help prepare the village, and you did so. So, you know, I think his voice would go a long way in showing support should you choose, because you, yeah, um, you know, uh, yeah, you don't. You you guys aren't a kingdom. You're a community that you know elects its its leaders through various processes, not necessarily direct elections, but you know it it is usually through the will of the people that uh, a cobalt leader um, emerges. Right. It it's the will of the people, and it, but people's uh, uh, I think more through their actions start rising to the top. So, so Stanton, I think you have a champion for at least supporting your cause within the. Uh, yeah, the leadership. And conversely, some, but now you know I can work with. Lord Satin, you may also want to consider reestablishing the Knights. The Druids of Destiny. The, the Druids of Destiny. If someone, someone will have to take my place at the very least. I'll do it. <laughs> you hear from way, way over. It's like your voices have been carrying through the canyon and it's Anton has just heard you ask for it. He's like, I have told you, Dad, that you know, as soon as I'm able, I will take the trials. And yeah, then, you know, he's he's passed out again. I just sit here with my hand in my head like this, like, ah. And, and we'll end there. <laughs> so that's season one. again for your dungeon master moment with our very own dungeon master Dave. It's hard to believe that uh, we've hit 50 episodes. Um, you know, lots of little extra bonus content, sometimes episodes were multiple parters, but we've done an entire season of Leaders and Legacies. Um, thank you to our big supporters, including Steve Geist, David and Andrea Schutz, Adam. I'm sorry, I don't know your last name <laughs> off the top of my head, but uh, you know, you and uh, your roommate Nick, you know, um, listening in. 
has uh, you know, been fun. Hopefully you'll join us for the fun of Season 2. We'll be live streaming on Twitch and probably Facebook Live. See you in Season 2. Here at Leaders and Legacies, wish to thank you for yet another great year of listening to the podcast. We hope you've enjoyed what you've heard. If you have enjoyed what you heard, one of the things that you can do is support us by giving us a review on your favorite podcatching platform, whether that be Apple, Podchaser, or even Spotify. Also, you can support us by visiting our Patreon at Patreon slash Leaders and Legacies, or checking out our website, leadersandlegacies.com. You can also check out our Tee Public store, which you know, has sales going on throughout the holiday season where you can get anywhere from 20 to 40% off all of the merch that's available there, and including those from other vendors as well. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, legal disclaimer. We are not in any way, shape, or form associated with the Boy Scouts of America or the Wizards of the Coast, but we do highly recommend that you do get involved with both organizations because they'll put a lot more fun and greatness into your life. All our music is from soundstripe.com as well as additional photos from shutterstock.com. Original art is by Catherine Evans for our logo and the Gateway of the Gods was done by Light Crush or Jenna Vincent out of Australia. If you wish to join me in a game of Dungeons & Dragons, please check out my Start Playing Dot Games account where you can sign up to play in any of my one-shots or campaigns coming up in 2023 as well as all throughout the holiday season of 2022. Uh, did want to give a shout-out to a few folks. Steve Geist, of course, for our continued support from Steve. Um, I believe, actually, if you check out a recent episode, the Schutzes, both... Uh, Andrea and David. Also like to give a shout out to my nephew Nick and his roommate Adam. You guys were awesome to play with so uh, look forward to playing with you guys in the future. And never forget to remember. Of course the dead are silent so you would not hear them. Um, oh hey we got Sanjay. I like the background Sanjay. <laughs> a little TIE fighter action. <laughs>